bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Grr. Grr. This Russia shit is just really fucking depressing. Yeah, it is. Like, you know we're in trouble when we sit and spend an entire fucking day in bed watching a reality show about Paris Hilton's wedding. <laughs> I mean, ma'am, ma'am, we spent yeah, but it 13, was... 13 straight hours. Yeah. We went from episode one yeah. to episode 13. Each mm-hmm. episode is an hour long mm-hmm. where we sat hoping and believing <laughs> that Paris Hilton might call off her wedding, yeah. knowing full fucking well that she never called off her wedding because we knew she got married. But we still just sat there and were like, come on, Paris, don't do this. Oh, I was full QAnon <laughs> believing JFK was coming back to become president, even though I know he's dead. I knew, I knew, we knew, we knew, we, she, knew. we knew, we knew, but I needed to believe that she wasn't going to marry that monster. <laughs> then we were waiting about seven, eight hours in. We were like, Maybe well, they- maybe they've broken up. <laughs> maybe we can hold on to the fact would, that yeah. since November, they've now broken up. I feel we're part of the family. I feel that <laughs> Kathy's our mother mother. I feel that Paris is our sister. I feel that Nikki's now our sister, too. I feel closer to Baron. No one knows where Conrad is, but everyone's <laughs> fine. But I feel so entrenched now in their lives. And uh, we've even I let Nikki want- in. We've let Nikki in. Oh, my heart is completely <laughs> open to Nikki now. And it is so open for Nikki. Okay. And like, I just, I'm not going to. And gonna- you know who your heart isn't open to? Carter. That's Paris's. It's her new husband. And at this point, I don't even want, I don't even want to hurt Paris's feelings. I know. I'm fe- I feel that too. I don't want to hurt her feelings either. But we- saying that I hate his guts. But, <laughs> but, but you do. But I do. And Paris, if you're listening. <laughs> We love you. And he's a nightmare. And everyone who subscribes to our Patreon podcast can look forward to an hour-long rant where I describe in detail why I hate her husband with a violent passion. Good God. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I hate his fucking guts and I can't keep it inside. (laughs) Okay. Well, for anyone who is new here or for any of our regular 14 listeners who want to hear us rant about shit other than politics particularly uh, this coming week, which apparently will be two full hours dedicated to Carter Ream. What's his name? Yeah, Carter Butt Ream. <laughs> What's his name? He's going to get butt reamed is by it me. Ream or Room or Ra- I'm going to say Ream. Okay. Ream. If that sounds interesting to you, uh, you should check out our Patreon podcast. There <laughs> is a link to a free episode in the description of this podcast, or you can go to our website, Julian Brandy, and there's a link there as well. 
We do two hour long podcasts every week that aren't about politics. They're not always going to be about Paris Hilton's new husband. Who I hate. Um, it's just a nice break <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. Right, Mama, And for yeah. you guys, too, because this podcast, it's, it's a lot of fucking work, man. <laughs> it's so much fucking work. And and then adding on to the fact that it's so much work, sometimes this shit like right now, it's just too real. Like, yeah. It's all fun and games when it's Trump and fucking Melania being Russian hookers. <laughs> but then when Russian hookers start killing Ukrainian hookers, yeah. I'm not really here for it. No. So, you know, we don't deal with shit like that on our Patreon podcast. On, on that podcast, we have fever dreams about a kinky mouse at a tea dance on a gay cruise. And then Julie sings a song about it. <laughs> um, shout out to Sasha Flick, by the way, who has gone above and beyond compiling these songs for us. Without her, we just would not be able to revisit my embarrassing, (laughs) horrific improv songs like this one from last week. Right. So So now your song needs to be about the mice memo. Right. So, But the mice have also decided they're gay mice and they're going to dress in their half tees and short shorts. Some are leather daddies. Yes, some are leather daddy mice. Yeah. Exactly, and they're just like. In summer, like in roller skates. We can dance at the party too. We might be mice, but we love getting. No. 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 Doesn't want to go down that road. Um, Okay. They're not doo doo queens, my mouth. Okay. The the mice. You there might be know. one doo queen in the bunch, but we're not going to make all the mice into doo queens, yeah, no. scat queens. I mean, no, <laughs> okay? you're right. You're right. Well, they probably have one guy that they know, yeah. and there's like, there's that scat queen again. We don't want him, our friend. There's a scat queen. We don't want to get into it. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like Andre the scat queen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My name is Andre. I'm the scat queen queen. <laughs> I'd like to go on to the dance floor clean. I go up and wait to get real dirty until someone takes a scat all over me. Ew! <laughs> Stop. Stop it, Andre! Don't tell me how to live. I'm gonna do me. I like to get real dirty. No one really knows who I am. I might even be a raccoon, ma'am. Come on. (laughs) Nobody knows it. You might not even be a mouse. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Why is Andre huge? He's always huge and covered in shit. Who invited him? (laughs) And I was like, ew. Gross, Andre. Yeah, and then someone's like, Ty, why do you always invite your weird friend? It feels like shit. Everyone together. Everyone together. Uh, what are you doing? Who are you? <laughs> Except for, like, anyone else's friends. My name is Andre. I'm a mouse. Really? You're enormous. Are you sure? You're, like, the size of a raccoon. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you going to flush that? Maybe you don't want to. Ew. <laughs> it, gross. You are so gross. Okay, so now we got, we have, um, like, another couple. Uh, 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 uh. Like Terry uh, and Lewis. Oh, yeah. 
I've been waiting all week to dance on the floor with the human beings and their hairy boars. I love to dance with you, Terry, all night. I can't wait to get with that other couple, Francis and Dirk. Really? Yeah, they're all excited. What? What? To fuck another couple? You want to fuck Francis and Dirk? We talked about it. Well, you must have talked about it because I didn't talk about it. Oh, you don't remember. Just stop singing. <laughs> I didn't, definitely didn't say I was going to fuck Dirk and the other guy. That's I definitely crazy. Think, well, I think Dirk is, might be hotter than Francis with all dude, anyone <laughs> Francis. named Francis. I'm not getting with Francis and Dirk. That's a cr- I didn't come. I didn't pay for your ticket so that you could fuck Francis and Dirk. <laughs> You're blowing it out of proportion. Blowing. Hey, Hello. My name is Andre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who said blowing? Hello. 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 Mm, blowing on the corner is at 3 a.m. <laughs> Everyone who's interested, line up behind Jim. Jim's the king of blowing now. Andre, get out of here! <laughs> I feel sorry now for Andre the Stat Queen. I'm like, <laughs> well, you go on, you sing another song that mm-hmm. that turns Andre into the hero, but we can't play it all here. No, it's too much. It's too much. It's like a, it becomes like a Disney, you know, power ballad for Andre. For Andre, because he's sad, and you know, the lonely walk of. That lonely walk of that the they, scat queen. The, of the scat, the lonely walk of the scat queen <laughs> that one that a scat queen needs to do, you know. It's the it's every Disney movie. It's yeah. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's all. It's just like that. So now, I could have done it better, but no, know, it, was it was great. It's a wonderful song that you did on the fly. It's a it's an it's an acapella with just a piano. And, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so if anyone's interested in in Andre's. Um, <laughs> renaissance or his his comeback mm, yeah. his scat comeback mm-hmm. then you should go to our patreon and there are people for example like layla wagner mm-hmm. who only listen to our patreon podcast because right. they think politics is too stressful so yes. that's really who we're trying to appeal appeal to right. are people like layla wagner who we met when we went to do our live show in atlanta mm-hmm. and and bitch is so not into this podcast <laughs> that she didn't even go to the live show in Atlanta. But we still met her and we love Layla. Mm-hmm. We love her daughter. Mm-hmm. We don't even care that she doesn't listen to this podcast. But right as I'm saying that, I'm realizing that Layla sent us a gift. She sent you um, a pregnancy pillow oh, for you yeah. to snuggle and sleep with your knee. Mm. But we can't even, she won't hear us thank oh, her. because so, she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. So we'll have to scratch that and oh, talk boy. to Layla about the pregnancy pillow that she sent over. We'll have to scat that. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it on the Patreon. So we'll tell Layla that over there. Well, one of our very favorite original 14 listeners, Sarah Wybright, just had her baby. A new DGP baby is born. That's We're right. parents again. We're me parents. And you. We're, We're parents again. We just had our ba- new baby. We had another baby. It's so great. Oh, well, she got married first. So she's now Sarah Wybright Decker. Which was weird because we had another listener named Sarah Decker, who we also loved. But I think that Sarah Decker broke up on us. Like the original Sarah Decker and her uncle Brad. Uh, oh, my who, God. Who loved doing whippets at Grateful yes. Dead concerts. God. I think Sarah, maybe she's moved on. Maybe she has different interests. 
you know, maybe in COVID. They say you're in a relationship with someone for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Lifetime. So, well, we will always welcome back Sarah Decker and Uncle Brad. But for now, you know, we have our new baby whose name is fucking Jack. Very cute. Our new baby, Jack, who we love. So we're not even going to cry about Sarah Decker and Uncle Brad because we have Sarah Wybright Decker. Mm -hmm. And now we have our baby, Jack, our new son. We had a son. son. I can't wait to mold a young man's mind. No, he's so fucking cute. Jack Allen Decker was born via C-section on February 18th. It was a crazy experience. Breastfeeding didn't work out. My abdomen still hurts. And it took eight days after he was born to poop. Been there. Been Honestly, there. I feel like this month. Been. Yeah. Been there. There's so much poo backed up. I'm burping. Shit. Shit. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic. I sometimes blow my nose and I think I smell <laughs> diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> Freaking traumatic. I'm also not as traumatic sick. as what Julie just said. Honestly, Sarah, I would rather have a C-section and be given a baby after and have my boobs not do the milk than have Julie ever describe what she just said ever again. I'm just kidding. I blow my nose and I taste blood. Um, I'm also so hormonal that I cried watching a Verizon commercial, but I look at his adorable face and I know he's the best thing I've ever done or will ever do. Thank you for getting me through the pregnancy and these dark postpartum days. You're getting me through the 12 a.m. feedings, 1.30 a.m. feedings, 3 a.m. feedings. Listener number 15 loves you already. Much love, Sarah Whitebright Decker. That is so sweet. We love our new baby gorgeous, Jack. You know that it's yeah. Lisa Barlow's son's name's Jack. Yeah. I love this outfit she has him in, in like a like a vest. Very cute. He's this, upscale. He's up. He's upscale. He's upscale. He's upscale, you he's guys, upscale. and he has his hands in his pockets. Yeah, I mean, he's upscale, and he's being casual. He's being. He's not. He's not letting you know that he's. He's that he's paying attention, but he is. She took his tiny baby noodle <laughs> arms, which I will eat and snack on. Yeah. I want to eat his whole face. Yeah, and she stuck them in the pockets. Yeah, and. It's our baby gorgeous son, Jack. We're yep. just like Lisa Barlow now. And I'm going to let Lisa Barlow know that we had a baby named Jack. And we named Jack after Jack and Fresh Wolf. <laughs> this baby, Jack Decker, is also a Fresh Wolf, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And so is my hair. <laughs> yeah, because you're Because I'm using Fresh Wolf. It's, uh, it's all connected. Come on right now. It's all. It's all connected. Welcome, Jack. We love, love, love. We love you. Love you. All right. Now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Right. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and Kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt, hunt, honey. All right. So this week, contrary to everything coming out of the lamestream cable news cycle, JoJo and Kiki did a ton of good shit. Like, actual shit. (laughs) Because of the way the government is set up, it's hard for any administration to get anything done. Anything permanent and consequential requires an act of Congress, but there are small-scale regulations that the president can do by executive order, and though they may seem small-scale and they are only as permanent as the current presidential term, many of them can have huge short-term impacts. My favorite example of this mm. is one that Obama did, yes. which then, of course, Trump immediately took away oh. when he became president. But while Obama was president, 
He regulated a ton of predatory lending practices and one that always stuck in my mind because it was a very small thing and didn't cost the banks anything to implement was he required that all credit card companies include a payment breakdown on every bill. So on your bill, they always tell you your minimum payment. But with that Obama regulation, credit card companies were required to have a little breakdown like, okay, your minimum payment's $45. And if you pay your minimum payment, you'll pay off your credit card in like 48 months. But if you pay just $5 more, you'll pay your credit card off in 30 months. And if you pay $10 more, you'll pay this credit card off in 18 months. And it would do like five options of like payments. But it was so informative of like, yeah, what you're paying. And, And the thing with shit like that is even though Trump took it away, anyone who saw it or noticed it at the time, like you... (laughs) <laughs> they were given an understanding of what a huge difference it makes to even pay a few dollars more than the minimum payment. So that's why even when the next Republican jizz balloon who gets elected president will immediately take away all the positive progress made because that's what they do. Hopefully the changes will have already caused a ripple effect that slowly spreads the knowledge and knowledge is power. The corporations want to keep us all ignorant of our rights and the facts because then they can continue to make money off us like mindless fucking sheep. So all of these things that the Biden-Harris administration that no one is talking about will hopefully build on the foundation set by Obama and we just keep moving forward. By the way, yes, because of that, I always pay $15 more than my minimum credit card payment. Exactly. I mean, I, I do it on every single thing, even if it's just like a few dollars more it just so the first thing that got me super hyped last week was a press conference held by vice president kamala kiki harris announcing a set of actions that the biden harris administration is going to do to reduce the burden of medical debt and protect americans so medical debt is a huge fucking problem in this country from veterans to cancer patients to elderly people to regular everyday parents of like kids that have diabetes or epilepsy The shit is out of control expensive for people, and there's no way that an average person could ever afford it. Yeah, like the second someone gets buried under some massive medical debt, it truly does become all of our debt, which is the reason that whether you think it affects you or not, it actually affects us all in a million little different ways, and we need to be aware of it. One in three adults in America have medical debt. It is the largest source of debt in collections, more than car loans, utilities, and credit cards combined. Think about that. That's how fucking expensive it is. I, 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 can't, I know my own credit card debt, so the thought of medical debt com- is beyond. And it's not even fun. You know what I mean? At least I know that in my enormous credit card debt, I got my retro Jordan 1s. You that's know? right. The, the fucking biohacks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Those were, were fucking yeah. expensive. <laughs> yes, they were. Yes, they were. Sitting right on that credit card, mm-hmm. honey. Yeah. Also, medical debt, of course is more common in communities of color and rural communities, which is fucked because here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm obsessed with about it all. It goes on your credit report. So if someone has to get like emergency surgery or they, you know, and somebody fucking passes out at the club and they got to go to the emergency room or whatever, and then you have to get on this payment plan because it costs $9,000 million. Now your credit report shows that enormous fucking debt Mm -hmm. along with all of your other bills Mm -hmm. and then it affects your credit score and now it's hard for those people to get approved for an apartment or a car loan or a personal loan or a mortgage home loan or even just a credit card your credit score is everything in this fucking country the only power we have i say this all the time and i truly believe it the only power we have is 
our power as consumers. When you when you lose that ability, you're not you're worthless to everyone. It's like you don't have any power. You can you imagine you find out you've got some horrible sickness or cancer or whatever. Now, okay, it's bad enough that now I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my fucking life paying that off, and you have to go into treatment, and you have that disease or that horrible thing, and that is horrendous, and that ruins your life. But on top of it, now your credit score is fucked, and it affects every other part of your life too. You are just fucked. It's unbelievable. So one of the main things Jojo and Kiki are doing in this reform package is pressuring the three largest credit report firms, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, to exclude like non-cosmetic medical debt from their score calculations. And they've already stopped including any medical debt that veterans incur through the VA. Mm. Um, that's one thing that people need to know. There are, there's like tons of government loans and grants out there available. It's like annoying to go through the process, but for people who are high risk or con considered high risk to the shitty predatory corporate banks, there's there's government agencies that will give you like a personal loan or, or you know, for your medical bills or if you're a first time home buyer or just different things like that or for your small business. My student loans were through Sally Mae. And even though I did owe like a shit ton of money, they never affected my credit score ever because Sally Mae is, is a it, that's a government agency. Right. So like the V.A., any of the, the anytime the government lends money, they can choose whether or not to report that debt mm, to a, those uh, credit agencies, yeah. organizations. Right. W and within this reform package, Jojo and Kiki are basically making it a priority for each agency in their cabinet to provide assistance to people with medical debt. The Small Business Administration is going to provide a bunch of government backed loans for people who have low credit scores because of medical bills. The Federal Housing Agency is going to help with mortgages and home loans for people in medical debt. And the VA is canceling and repaying billions of dollars in bills for veterans and trying to streamline the process across the board for loan forgiveness for veterans. So if you or anyone you know is struggling with medical billing, predatory debt from medical companies, their predatory debt collecting or credit reporting, the place to go is consumerfinance.gov. So anytime, whether you Google it or whatever, just make sure you go to something that's .gov. Um, there's a ton of resources uh, there on consumerfinance.gov, and they're adding more like as this goes on. I mean, anytime they do these reform packages, it like, takes a while to like implement it and get the information out. It doesn't just happen overnight. So if you don't find exactly what you're looking for, poke around the different federal agency websites. Just make sure it's .gov. I believe Jojo and Kiki are committed to putting a dent in this problem while they have time. And I think we all need to take advantage of it and help them help us. Yeah, exactly. So the other exciting thing that Jojo and Kiki did over the heads of the cock-blocking Republicans in Congress is they banned the manufacturing, sale, and use of ghost guns. Now, this is a big deal because that means that if someone kills someone with a ghost gun, not only is the murderer charged, but the person or entity who sold them the illegal weapon will also be charged with a federal crime. So ghost guns are guns without a serial number mm -hmm. and ghost gun kits are guns that I mean, I guess they buy them online or they buy them at gun shows. I'm not exactly sure where they get them, but they basically assemble and build them themselves at home in order to exploit another loophole of the required background check. So that means like literally in as little as 30 minutes, someone can go on the internet, buy a gun without a serial number that is not even registered to them. Hence they're an invisible ghost right. with a deadly weapon. <laughs> right. As of 2021, there were over 20,000 reported ghost guns like in circulation. <laughs> but our second amendment rights. <laughs> 
In 2019, at a school in Santa Clarita, a 16-year-old kid used a ghost gun to kill two students and injure three others before killing himself. And that's just one of, like, a million. Right. It's way too easy to get these guns. It's too easy to get any gun, but the fact that you can get a gun with no serial number that isn't registered to you is just what? Uh, Why is that? I I don't even know. It's unbelievable. Second Amendment. Second Amendment. This new rule from the Biden-Harris administration will make it illegal for businesses to manufacture such kits without a serial number and for licensed gun dealers to sell them without a background check. It also requires gun sellers to maintain sales records more than 20 years old. And of course, like you said, the disgusting gun lobby is doing everything (laughs) they can to stop this rule from being finalized. And I just... When you're going through shit like this, it's unbelievable that Mm -hmm. there's, there's small regulations that we... We live with every day that we mm-hmm. take for granted, but the the fact that something as big as you can go online and buy a kit and make your own gun at home without giving your real name, mm-hmm. without a background check that has no serial number, is crazy that the gun lobby have managed to evade regulation for so long. So this this reform bill is fucking huge. And it should not be overlooked as an enormous accomplishment sitting right at the motherfucking top of Jojo and Kiki's already impressive resume. Now it's time for Legislation Nation. our segment called legislation nation it was one of our very first segments ever created on this podcast but we quickly sidelined it because to pass any legislation you need congress to vote for it and then you need the president to sign it and under trump the republicans controlled congress and republicans hate legislating anything except women's bodies hence what people in the biz call legislative gridlock and we here at dumb gay politics call republican cockblock. right So just a quick recap for any of our 14 listeners who don't know, don't care, simply don't remember. Legislation is basically just laws or (laughs) rules created by the government. Legislation usually comes in the form of bills written by Congress. Congress has two branches, the Senate and the House of Representatives. A bill or piece of legislation must pass both branches of Congress before it can be presented to the president to sign into law. Which was why, during the wondrous shit show of COVID-20, <laughs> Trump loved to claim that he wanted to sign the huge stimulus relief bill put forward by Nance Pelosi and the Democrats in the House of Representatives, knowing full fucking well that the Republicans in charge of the Senate would never even allow a bill like that to see a vote. This is the fallacy of checks and balances and why our current system is treacherous trash <laughs> no matter who is president. Treacherous trash. <laughs> okay. Which brings us to the shocking yet boring news that Congress was able to come together and pass a sweeping reform bill dedicated to overhauling the U.S. Postal Service. That's right. Now, meow meow. Yes. The post office holds a special place in our hearts because that's where we mail all of the shirts that people get from our website, (laughs) julianbrandy.com. Uh-huh. 
We do have a private mailbox at our French mail place, but we don't mail anything from there if we don't have to because, God damn, they love an upcharge. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, they love an upcharge. Ruth and Andre, they will charge you out the asshole. Yeah. I've yeah. mailed something to my friend Jessica mm-hmm. in L.A. Yes. From Burbank. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you it cost. I feel like it cost $19 or something. I was, oh, I mean, I was struck to yeah, the core. Yeah. To the core. Yeah. So we love the United States Post Office. And for many reasons, I'm obsessed and fascinated with mailmen and mailwomen, yes, postal, you you postal workers, yes. postal workers there, mm-hmm. postal workers that come by your house. Right. I love watching their habits. I love wondering what they're like. Mm-hmm. I wonder, what would I do? Am I podcasting all day? Am I fucking <sighs> listening to books on tape? Mm-hmm. Am I on the phone the whole time? Am I exercising while I do it? Am I wearing <laughs> ankle weights? I just have a whole thing. It's just fascinating, endlessly fascinating. And we we love them, and and but the number one reason we love them is because by and large, the uh, post office is the most affordable fucking way to mail anything. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, true. so we're super fucking lucky to have it, mm-hmm. and the people who work there have been slowly getting fucked without consent for far too long. That is correct. Now you may remember the piece of shit Republican donor Louis DeJoy. It might be Louis. I know. I, I'm not I sure. never know. But let's okay, Louis DeJoy. Louis Dejoie, that Trump made postmaster general. Now, you might remember how we cut all the hours of the postal workers, which slowed down all the mail just in time to fuck over everyone mailing in their ballots for the presidential election. Well, for whatever reason, that unqualified dick is still there. But Biden did appoint two new people to the postal board, which definitely helped things. Well, between Louis DeJoie and the <laughs> grody Republicans who backed this bill, mm-hmm. which did pass Congress and Joe Biden did sign, I have to think that they found a secret way to make money off the deal, a la Dick Cheney and Halliburton, right. but whatever. I mean, just what, what can one do? The thing about the United States Post Office is that it's the only government agency that gets its revenue solely from retail transactions and does not get the benefit of taxpayer revenue. Mm-hmm. And because of the way the agency is currently organized and regulated, and probably because of China's on, they've been steadily losing money for decades. They'll probably get some big governmental bailout eventually, but we couldn't find any exact dollar amount happening now. The most important thing in this bill is that it reforms the health and retirement benefits for retired employees. It basically requires retired employees to join Medicare rather than remaining on the Postal Service private insurance benefits because covering those people is bankrupting the agency. So even just that change is going to save USPS over $20 billion in the next 10 years. And supposedly they're also going to have to create an online front-facing website allowing for better (laughs) tracking and transparency uh, for the mail we send through mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and they're also going to expand package and mail delivery to six days a week which oh. i assumed was already a thing but i, know, if, I thought it was too i never Saturday. thought yeah i thought the only mm. day we didn't get mail was sunday but maybe too. it's a pack i don't even know there's other crippling bureaucratic hoops that the postal service was jumping through that other government agencies don't deal with shit like pre-funding pre-funding retirement <laughs> for up to 75 years which is just not manageable in today's economy so, and if when you ask how anyone's making money or whatever, we're not going to get into it now. But Louis DeJoy, by the way, is being investigated five ways to Sunday. He is so fucking corrupt. He's and a one huge of Republican things, donor. He's disgusting. And he had his own employees don- donate to him. I, the whole thing is beyond. However, 
one of the things that could possibly be allegedly a problem is in that uh, when they put that money away for 75 years, there are people who are, um, you know, putting it in their pockets. Yeah. So stuff like that's being streamlined and modified. Right. And we did our best research, but the shit is confusing. And, and anything that passes with bipartisan support doesn't really feel that good or trustworthy. No, it doesn't. And I'm sure there are several loopholes here that are going to help corporations and hurt mm-hmm. the workers of the Postal Service. And that sucks. And, you know, we're not necessarily like jumping for joy that retired postal workers now are going to have to do Medicare benefits rather than whatever Mm -hmm. they were doing. And they're going to have to switch. But we hope that whatever negative impact this reform bill may have, the one good thing it will do is keep the United States Postal Service in business a little while longer, which we want. Because once the USPS dies, it's only a matter of time before we become the United States of Amazon, where we mail all our packages at Amazon Mail before getting all our groceries at Whole Foods, a.k.a. Amazon Market, and then fill all of our prescriptions at Amazon Drugs. Oh, my God. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. Mm -hmm. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially when half the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the other half... Uh, us are whiny entitled virtue signalers who are too busy simping in AOC's timeline to win the war. But lucky for us, we don't have to depend on Democratic influencers like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> to celebrate the good things coming out of the White House because that's what we have you for. Right, right Mamal? That's right. Oh, you know what? Who needs AOC when we've got <laughs> Paris Hilton, bitch? I mean, at the end of the day. <laughs> It's just, this is going to be Paris Hilton all week. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a, I'm a dog with a bone, and the bone is going to get used up, and it's all, it's what we have right now, okay? And, <laughs> and we love it. And lo- lo- love, love, love. Uh, last week, I didn't want to think of, read about, look at, talk about anything but the, the, the slap, but now... That's now a that distant memory to me. Weeks ago. Well, then for the <laughs> until the other day, all I wanted to think about was that slap. Okay. So <laughs> it gave me so much pleasure. I can't even describe it to you. But now we, you, we're I'm imagining, we're on. imagining Car- Carter Room getting the slap. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't want Paris to hate I us because we don't like her husband. I know it sucks. It I sucks. Know, it does. It sucks. Like I wish Paris married Kanye. I wish <laughs> I can't. I, 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 I seriously like anyone, anyone else. No. I mean, not anyone else. None of the, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> look here. Okay, look. I don't remember when when I said it, but it's. I know that this year, I've already talked about Paris Hilton's activism, uh, and I was real fired up about it. And even though we were turned down respectfully by her reps to have her on, because our podcast is like looking in a toilet well, to her. because it has 14 listeners. Yeah. But yeah. at least she got back to us. There's a lot, a lot yes. of people who just ignore. No, and we were not ignored. So I do feel that the door hasn't completely shut, which we are going to try again. But uh, we have many, 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 many legitimate one degree avenues directly to Paris yes. Hilton that I have never 
bothered to extend. Right. But I will now. Yes. Now, Brandy and I watched the entirety of I Love Paris in the, in a day, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. And we are so deeply on the Paris train right now. No, I, we have been on it. We've been on it and you never get off of it, but we're in the in 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 fr- in first class now. Well, I think there's a difference between watching well, there was one day where I watched her documentary two full times through and then I <laughs> yes. found the old one for the MTV old documentary, which mm-hmm. is necessary. But that was still only a solid six hours. And I was here actually at your house and you weren't even here. And mm-hmm. I was here alone and I did it. Mm-hmm. But 13 hours <laughs> with two people where you're in just a you're in a living echo chamber mm-hmm. and it's 13 straight hours. No breaks. Mm-hmm. No other thing. Nope. No, not even on the phone. Not nope. even wordle during. No, nope. just staring. It takes you to another level of intimacy with someone. Yeah, we're, we're just... A- a hundred percent attached right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's just so it's so like, deep. Like we miss, we miss, we miss pair. And I want to say this also includes Kath. Okay, well, this also it. includes Kath. We are on the Kath train. We support Kath. We are here for Kath. And a lot of people Kath, are mad at Kath. And a lot of people are mad at Kath. And she's definitely done some boneheaded shit and whatever. But at the end of the and day, so it's But we don't care. Uh, exactly, exactly. And you know when someone. Uh, I don't care. And I, by the we way, love them. I, I want to say them. we doubled down. On Kath and Nick and Pear, because we, right when the show was over, we had looked at each other with such mourning. Mm-hmm, I immediately mm-hmm. had to put on the cooking show, which we've already seen yes. 100 times, yes. all of the episodes. But we went immediately to the Kath, Nick, and Pear episode. Yeah. I love Dill. To I that love one. Dill. <laughs> I, mean, I love Dill. <laughs> She's, you know, I'm not, we're going to do a deep dive of said show in the Patreon. Um, like we said. I do wish we had a million episodes and it never ended and we could live out the rest of our lives as Paris Hilton's personal closed circuit viewing audience. I mean, I just can't. The show itself could stand alone as the bright spot in this shit turd of a news cycle as we all wait for Vladimir Putin to nuke the world and destroy life as we know it. And I'm so annoyed because I never even got to have fit abs and feel buff at a pool or what I can only imagine the heavenly delight of needing a belt and still having your pants fall below your fupa. But alas, we are who we are. And Paris is who Paris is, and she's a national treasure. And at least we had that before we're blown up and die of radiation. Now, if you've been following her at all, she revealed that she said she was sent to one of those gross rape schools when she was 17 because she was a wild hellcat and her parents were afraid she was going to end up in an alley dead before she was 18. Kathy, who was a controlling Jewish mother, but she isn't Jewish, felt her last option on the planet after being completely conned into believing the school saves lives. And it was like a posh boarding school just with firm boundaries, had her daughter kidnapped and taken out of her bedroom in the middle of the night, only to be brought into a hell scenario where she was verbally abused, physically abused, gaslighted, sexually assaulted, harassed and overall traumatized. So she's now a person living with PTSD. And in fact, I guess the school kept their one promise, which is that they'd change the behavior of their students and could fix her. Well, the school did change her. It gave her a complex where she gets with disgusting guys who use her. She doesn't trust anyone. She feels isolated, alone, abandoned, and fearful of commitment and growing up. And she's obsessed with animals for comfort and security. But she is also fiercely successful, smart, hilarious, and charmingly self-centered with a dose of codependency. (sighs) When we last left Paris, she had just put out her documentary... And she had revealed that not only was she put in that abusive school, but that those schools are far and wide are in fact a billion dollar industry. 
and she was just figuring out how she was going to use her platform to do something about it. Well, we watched this motherfucking show, and guess what? The bitch did something about it. And even though I'm a year too late after watching this show, we know she's still working on it. And I just had to revel in this shit. And honestly, it literally, it just made me feel, I literally feel empowered. My energy level today is through the roof after <laughs> watching this show. Okay. And we have nothing to do with anything. And even if you just watch Paris in Love with all its faults, and I mean all its faults, I mean the one fault, which is named Carter. I don't <laughs> want to make Paris feel bad at all. I don't. If she ever was felt bad because we hate Carter. <laughs> we would lie and say we didn't hate him and we'd yeah, say sorry. Or we would say sorry because she'd be like, he's not a monster. And I would, because I would be like, your husband's a monster. And she'd go, he's not. He's like the best thing. And I go, okay. <laughs> he's a monster. So yeah. that's fine. And because I, I don't want to hurt her feelings at all. But the show itself is enough. Okay. And it's all part of the learning. And I know, I know, I know she's going to get there. I know she's going to get there. I know that she's going to, she's going to divorce him. Now, due to her evolving and dealing with the gross school, Paris Hilton partnered with an organization called Breaking Code Silence, an organization dedicated to unearthing and eradicating the trauma school industry. Now, I named it that. And in fact, what it's called is the troubled teen industry. How grotesque is That's that? That's annoying. That's how, wrong. And it, how, it's horrendous that they named it. It's an industry, the troubled teen industry. And they make a billion dollars a year. Anyway, and what it sounds like, too, it's like one of those things that they say, they say you only get a customer once in your life, like you, like weddings, funerals, those right. industries. They know they only have you right. once for a finite amount of right. time. So they really gouge you. They right. really target right. people with money. Yes. And so vulnerable and desperate and just it is it's probably a it's well, it's lower than even televangelism or. They're just rooting at people who are at their most desperate. Parents. Now, parents. Fear, fearful for their kids. Yeah. Now, by working together, Paris went and targeted the main school of her trauma called Provo Canyon School. She went to Salt Lake City and testified in the Utah legislature, and it was successful that she went back in April of 2021 uh, and ceremoniously signed into a law into legislation that would regulate these schools from administering unwanted medication, pills, and let's just say blanketly lying to parents and hiding behind a curtain of therapy, which is just a blank check to abuse kids and take the parents' money. These schools have all been unregulated until motherfucking Paris, motherfucking Hilton. So Utah signed the bill into law, which is amazing, but that wasn't enough for Paris. She then went to Capitol Hill, and this is what we learned in the show. Yeah, because she got like seven states to do it. Yeah, and then she was like, it's not enough. Yeah. And she decided she was going to go to Capitol Hill. And she did. And she met with House reps and senators. And she literally, and the fucking steps of the Capitol Hill, we watched it happen in real time. She goes, legislation is hot. And she was like, trademark. And then like <laughs> in the moment, like trademarking legislation is hot. And she's proposing a federal bill called the Congregate Care Accountability Act. She was so persuasive, she got Adam Schiff, our Adam Schiff, to back her, and Ro Khanna, also of California, who's actually not only a sponsor, he's a co-writer of the bill. They're introducing it into federal fucking law. They've been working on it for the last year, so this isn't exactly like new this week, but it's new to me. And learning of this from her show last night, I just felt so good. 
I've been so depressed over <laughs> Russia and Ukraine and my IBS and my FUPA and trying to handle crippling anxiety and debt and finding motivation to work out and do anything that requires movement. And it literally gave me inspiration. If Paris Hilton can face her PTSD, release and reveal her trauma. I mean, she stood on the steps of the Capitol and read this awesome speech that fucking probably even her own husband. People are like, wow, who wrote that? And she's like, I did. And it's like, Ugh. yeah, she wrote it. Fuck even me. I was like, I wonder who wrote that. That's so fucking good. Um, I even underestimated her. But in front of her own mom, she had to say all of these things, knowing that Kathy Hilton didn't know yet what and had th- happened. Right. And then and she knew that probably a lot of the people around there would vilify her mom, mm-hmm. even though she herself didn't. And she bravely did it anyway because it was the right thing to do. And she put other people and the victims and the survivors and the what's right for the world and people's rights above her feelings and her mother's feelings. And she, and that's what a lot of us should do, which we don't, we all, mm-hmm. we don't care about other people's rights. Mm-hmm. We just care about our own fucking comfort and feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really, really brave. There's no under understating how brave it was. And watching bravery will affect your bravery, which is what I'm saying, which is why I have so much energy today. <laughs> God, I, I thought it was the coffee. Oh, if there was a dog that needed to be, I would dive in the street today. <laughs> you would probably do that anyway. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. but I'm not to mention the fact that let's not underestimate not only the bravery of standing in front of those people with her mom, the repair of the relationship between her and her mother was inspiring and moving and touching and something we can all learn from when you keep your feelings from especially a parent and you have this resentment and from someone you love so much just being able to talk have and have and give and receive forgiveness is going to heal you and is going to help you and it helped me watching them help me I'll tell you that much it just made me feel so good and we who are not worthy can do anything not to mention doing this podcast which gets depressing. We're slamming our heads against that. I just don't want to hear about politics wall or people just want to escape from politics wall, which utterly just kills me on every level. I got to get my life because of Paris Hilton again. And as people reject and run scared from politics and we sit and worry and freak out over world war infinity and think about our own selfish problems and our personal mental issues, go watch Paris in love, go to breaking code silence and get your life and feel the warm and wonderful embrace of activists and survivors and fighters and hold tight to the truth laid beautifully down by the queen Paris herself. (laughs) Legislation is hot. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we are so grateful for all 14 of you who are still listening to the end of this. (laughs) Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week. It's $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. And we aim to get at least one of them out by Sunday. So you'll have all week to listen to them. This week, the second one was five days late (laughs) and a hot fucking mess. But hey. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress. And best of all, we don't ever pressure you to join the Patreon on the Patreon podcast. And if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how fucking annoying we are. 
But like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to a free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says, click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for all your other podcasts. You don't have to listen on patreon.com or even download the Patreon app if you don't want to. But if you do, there's a whole family there for you to get to know and become internet friends with. And if not, at least leave us a review on iTunes, please. You don't have to write anything. You can just hit five stars or one star. We don't care. It's, the stars still give us the numbers in the review total numbers. So mm-hmm. even if you just fucking accidentally hit one, I, we don't give a shit. Someone named Linz76 <laughs> was the only one who listened to me last week and went on and wrote 100% point blank <laughs> rocking it. So that's clear that Linz knows what's up. And Mm. Linz fucking is a Patreon subscriber. And we love Linz for that. Yeah. Now I feel like we got to play Linz's favorite Patreon song, Point Blank Rockin' It, on next week's show. God, thank God. Sasha Flick, thank you so much again. Thank God for Sasha Flick for hooking up our compilation album. Seriously. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And JoJo and Kiki and Paris doing it, bitch. Doing it. Point Blake doing it. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme Maybe Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just 
extra sweet transvestite. Crown transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 